And welcome to Strategic Insights Radio, sponsored by Sterling Rose Consulting Corps. The show today will be hosted by Vlad Ruse, CEO of Sterling Rose Consulting Corps. Vlad is a serial entrepreneur who has launched, managed, and grown four successful businesses. That's four more than I have. Hey there, Vlad. How you doing? Hi, Mike. Uh, how are you? Doing great. Thank you. Well, uh, today's show, we're going to talk about business plans, uh, You know what's included in them, different aspects of business plans what they're used for, and really why it's essential for businesses to have them. All right, Vlad, well, I'll go ahead and ask you the obvious question, then. Why are business plans so important to a company? Just looking at some recent studies that have been done, companies that complete a business plan are nearly twice as likely to grow their business and to secure the necessary capital that they need than the ones that have not completed a business plan. According to Harvard Business Study, 13% of people that responded to to this particular study that they did, did not write down any goals. And really, so what the study showed was that 3% of the people had written down goals on average had 10 times as much earning power as the ones that didn't. So just overall, not just in business plans, but just in goals in general, everybody kind of realizes that if you write down your goals, you're going to be more likely to strive to achieve them and to be successful. And for a business, that's really no different. So write down your goals instead of just having them in your head, which is you know what most entrepreneurs <laughs> claim to have, uh, is really important. So you know the business plan, really, it's kind of uh, twofold also when you're writing a business plan, uh, because the business has a purpose. Typically, most entrepreneurs can tell you what the purpose of their business is. The business plan should also have a purpose. Uh, so it's not just writing out a business plan because you want to write out a business plan. Usually what I recommend is when you create a business plan, you need to have, you know, I, I always ask the question, well, why are you sitting down and writing a business plan? And the answer can be as simple as, well, we're, we want to organize our company and set goals. So really, with that, you got to keep in mind who the audience is when you're writing a business plan. And if you're writing it for a landlord, if you're writing it for an investor, for a banker, uh, if you're writing it for yourself. So that's really some important aspects of why and, and how to get started writing some business plans. All right. We're talking with uh, Vlad Ruse, CEO of Sterling Rose Consulting Corps, talking about business plans and why they're important for a company. So let me ask you this, Vlad. What are some practical reasons to have that business plan? Really, I like to break it out into two main reasons why business owners need to put a plan together. The first one, obviously, would be the one where they hit a roadblock. So they're trying to get a commercial lease and they're a new company. Typically, the landlord is going to ask for a business plan. If they're trying to get a loan from a bank, the bank typically asks for a business plan. If they're trying to get any sort of investment, usually a business plan is a requirement for that. So that's no, the first one is kind of the roadblock. You got to a point where now somebody external to your company is asking for a written plan so they can understand how you're going to be running your business. The second aspect of that is to write down, I guess it's it's more altruistic, kind of just writing down what the business is, what you do, what your plan is for growth, and using that as an internal business plan, uh, something that's not meant to be shared necessarily with an outside party, but that you can use internally to help manage and grow your company. What are some of the roadblocks, Vlad, that some of these businesses might face? There's a few of them. And uh, for example, for a new business uh, that's trying to rent a commercial space, there's some businesses that obviously when you are, you know, if you're trying to start up a hair salon, you need a space. You, you can't, you know, right. 
put a chair out on the street. <laughs> uh, you, you could, but you probably wouldn't be very successful. Really, when you're in that situation, you need a, a space. You're a new business. So the business, you know, typically the landlord is going to want to see a business plan. Same thing goes for getting a loan, whether it's an SBA loan or traditional loan from a bank or a alternative lender. A lot of times they're going to want to see a business plan. And this goes for new companies as well as for established companies. And then the other would be an investor. You're talking to an investor or you're thinking about approaching an investor. You know you're going to need a business plan. And I, we've done some business plans just even for people that know the investor personally. So they're approaching an investor they know personally. They have a relationship with that person already. Uh, they've already talked about investing in the business, but they still need a business plan. You know, you're talking about an exchange of money. And, and so an investor, the reason that they're investors probably because they're savvy in what they do. And typically they want to see that business plan. And I mean, I've come into situations where the investor was the father of the entrepreneur and they still wouldn't give their child any money without a business plan. Really? You don't, you don't think a father would give their own son money for a business? At least, at least maybe not a smart, or smart father. A father with some business savvy. Traditionally, I would say, yeah, for, for, you know, depending on what situation it is, but if the father's an investor, uh, which is a situation where that, that I've come across, uh, where it's not just, you know, the father works a nine to five job and he's helping out his son start a business, uh, where the father's a, a true investor, they want to see a business plan. And it's like, well, because they're giving you money, uh, you know, they're giving money into a new company that might, might not be successful. One of the biggest things that both banks and investors want to see is that you have skin in the game. And if you're at the idea stage where there hasn't been really anything invested so far, then your time to sit down and write a business plan or the money invested to go out and hire a company to help you write the business plan is really what your skin in the game is. So that's a, a very smart father that wants to see that business plan. So what are some of the other common reasons that businesses need to have that business plan? Overall, business plans are going to help the owner create some written goals for his company, a roadmap, how to get there, and identify the financial ramifications. By having it written down, it's really going to help them avoid some of the big mistakes, help counterbalance uh, emotion-based decisions, and really help them make get everybody on the same page. Uh, you just said big mistakes, not just mistakes, but big mistakes. What are some of those big mistakes that companies might make? The big thing is there's people that get into a certain business and they really are not sure if the business is even feasible, uh, meaning that they haven't identified if the market is large enough. They don't understand who their target market really is. And they need to know if the founder or the owner and the company overall has enough capital to start and keep the company going until they reach their break-even point and identifying what that break-even point is just to make sure that also that they can make enough money to have an overall profitable and prosperous business. I've done business plans for companies where after we've done the business plan, they were able to identify that, well, we're not going to be making enough money from this business alone or we need to grow this business faster if we want to get to a certain point where we can quit our jobs or stop doing what being part of the other businesses we're part of and focus on this full time and it helps them identify what that needs to be. One of the one of the things with entrepreneurs also is that they have a tendency to kind of want to fix the world's problems. I mean that that's the personality of mo most entrepreneurs. You see a problem and really what you see is an opportunity that nobody's taking advantage of. 
So you have this tendency to go off on this, these little side projects and start new, new companies while you're still working on your other companies. So like you have a lot of new businesses, which tends to be an issue. And I'm no exception. I, I see opportunity everywhere and I kind of have to take a step back and say, okay, you know, is that worth pursuing or not? And so one way to stay focused is not, and not chase all these, what might seem like better opportunities is to write a business plan. And for me personally, for example, one of my requirements is if I want to start a new kind of line of the business or start a new little project that I, that I think would be interesting is I have to make the time to sit down and write a business plan if I'm thinking about putting in any extra time into the new project. For the people that I consult with, I pretty much tell them the same thing is initially, if you're thinking about starting a new project, you have to invest the time or the money to hire a company like Sterling Rose to write the business plan and figure out if that is really worth pursuing and really think through the whole idea. You're listening to Strategic Insights Radio here on uh, Business Radio X, brought to you by Sterling Rose Consulting Corps. We're talking with the CEO of Sterling Rose Consulting Corps, Vlad Ruse. You've talked about money and, and, and having capital. you got to have that to start a business. How do business owners answer the question whether or not they have enough capital? Well, that's one of the very important aspects of developing a business plan is putting dollar figures, not just to what you think the sales are going to be and what the you know expenses associated with the business is going to be, but really identifying a work you know workflow budget, set some realistic sales goals, and basically look at also personnel goals. Figure out how many people you have to hire uh, to maintain the growth. And one of the key aspects that I work on with clients is to really sit down and identify and those financial projections. Uh, and I kind of do it in three parts. The first one being uh, looking at what the budget is going to be for the business. So what are the expenses that the business is going to have? You know, if the business is going to have a business phone, okay, well, that's $50 or $100 a month. Is the business going to have a office? Is the business, you know, if, if they're in an office, are they in a shared office where they have a fixed price or do they have to pay separately property taxes and utilities? Do they need business insurance? How much is going to be that business insurance? Are there any professional associations they have to be a part of? Are there fees associated to that? You know, how much are they going to spend on marketing? What's going to be their return on investment on marketing? And uh, really going through and identifying everything item by item and helps it by looking at it from a very operational and, and small perspective instead of saying, well, I think we need 10000 a month to run this business is really breaking it down into, okay, well, what's going to be each line item that you have that you're going to be spending money on? So that's the first part is identifying what your expenses are going to be as far as operations and then looking into what your capital expenses are. And that's, you know, how much, you know, if you're in a business where you're opening up a new location every six months, well, then you need to have the cash in order to be able to furnish that location and buy the equipment necessary. So that's the next part from there as far as budgeting. The next from there, you have to look at sales. And that's another hard part. And this is where it is a little bit of a longer process in the business plan stage is figuring out all these numbers because a lot of people just look at it. And even if they have a financial projections worksheet, and there's a lot of them out there, they just don't know where to start. Yeah, but this is such an important stage, though. You can't overlook it because you're answering a lot of you're asking a lot of questions because of the business plan. And then you've got to have to you have to know the answers. So you're not going in blind. You're going in 
with your eyes wide open because the business plan has really created that area where you're having to know these answers to move forward. Correct. And and the, really the reason that a lot of people have are kind of stumped when they get to this stage is that there's no... You know, if the business is not operational yet, you have to estimate. And yeah. you have to know how to estimate because a lot of them look at it and they say, well, I don't know what utilities are going to be. Okay, well, let's look at what the average you know utility expenses for most companies in the United States. And let's start there. I, I bet when you're working with companies on business plans, there's a lot of times where you're bringing up these subjects and they're like, oh, I didn't even think about that. And that's a big part of the business plan right there. Exactly. And there's a lot. There's a lot of that because there's just when you're trying to think about the future and, and thinking about it from a very business perspective, it's sometimes they just things are overlooked. And that's where writing the business plan kind of helps you think about all the different aspects. Uh, so you're not overlooking anything. And then on the sales side is another one where entrepreneurs tend to tend to be too aggressive. Sometimes they tend to overestimate pie in the sky, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and because they they start with the numbers and they say, okay, well, you know, we can we think this is a billion dollar idea. Well, great, but you know, in your first month, how many clients do you need to get? You know, how much is it going to cost you to acquire that client, and how much money is that client going to pay you? Uh, a lot of times, what I do is is break it down to some restrictive factors. So, if you're starting a consulting business and you're just one person, then you probably can't consult more than 14 hours, 15 hours a day, even that's, you know, pushing it. But on the high end, I would say, okay, you know, we need to set some barriers. And that's one of them, you can't consult more than 14 hours a day. So if you're consulting 14 hours a day, you know, for 20 days a week, you're talking about 280 hours, you already know that until you hire another person, that's also going to be doing consulting. At most, you can sell 280 hours. So in that scenario, you have some barriers and say, okay, well, once we get to that point, that's when, or up to that point, we can start looking at, okay, now we need to hire another person. And that person needs to be trained. So there's a training period involved. So that allows you to have, that's that's part of building that growth plan and it allows you to see where your limitations are, what can you reasonably expect in terms of sales and revenue, and then based on this, you know, at one point you're going to hit some limitations. And when you hit those limitations, then you got to look at, you know, okay, do we need a bigger office? Do we need more people? Do we need more technology, more equipment? And that all gets factored back into the financial model and financial projections. Because in the end, what we're really trying to understand and to really put together is how much money do you need to start the business and keep it going? And how much money can you expect to make out of the business? And that's another important thing is because I've run across companies where they want to, they need to make an X amount percentage. So it's, you know, a business owner looking to start a new business that might have just sold their current business or just looking to do something else or recently retired and starting a new business. And they want to have a certain level of income and they need to understand how fast they're going to get to that level of income or maybe just they need to speed up the growth or maybe the growth is going to be you know if they don't have enough capital there's ways of even slowing down the growth a little bit that would allow the company to still grow with the limited number of funds that they have so really it's just about taking into consideration the whole picture and then looking and seeing what the effects are of slowing down growth or speeding up growth or at 
hiring more people or uh, hiring less people or just overall getting an idea about what those financial ramifications are for the strategic decisions that business owners need to make. Going back to what you said earlier about there's only so many hours in a day, the last time I checked, most of these businesses are run by human beings, and I think all humans need to sleep at some time. So people sometimes forget you got to spend time sleeping and, and eating and, 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 and living as well as just working. Uh, we're talking again with Vlad Ruse, CEO of Sterling Rose Consulting Corps, and this is Strategic Insights Radio. You mentioned earlier, Vlad, that running a business plan helps one understand their target market. How does that work? How do you actually define your target market through a business plan? The easy answer is that you know your target market is your customer. Most people create a product or service and they think they know who their customer is and how that customer perceives the product or service. A great study uh, that I came across recently showed that 89% of all business owners were wrong. That the customer, whether you know, it was a business-to-business or business-to-consumer, have a much different perception about the product and service that, that the company provides than what the owner thinks the company provides. 89% of business owners were only 11% were right. That's amazing. Really defining that target market and you know things like the ge- geographic region, uh, the demographics of the potential market, uh, so that being age, income, education level, uh, the psychographics, which is the attitudes and tastes of the potential market, the sociographic, which is the social and dem- demographic trends, uh, population density, and um, even seasonality. So the target market and the perception kind of help business owners understand the strengths and weaknesses of the business and allows them to identify some competitive advantages that the company has. So really, it's about understanding your customer as much as you can. And most the reason the, the number is so high is because a lot of times it's hard to understand your customer. If you're selling a product online, which a lot of companies now do, you really don't get a profile for you know who your customer is unless you go out and ask. So you can you know you can think that most of your customers are teenagers, but in truth they might be 30-year-olds. You just don't know. So a lot of companies just don't do any sort of backup and studies to really identify and learn who their customer is. And that goes back to the problem with marketing is that if you don't know who your customer is and you don't know what aspects of your product they really like or don't like, it makes it hard to market and and makes it hard to use your marketing dollars efficiently. And now there's business owners out there listening to this show right now wondering if they're part of that 89% that's got it wrong and maybe ought to revisit their business plan or if they don't have one, get a business plan ASAP. All right, we've we've talked about the, the benefits of a business plan. You don't want any Tom or Joe off the streets doing a business plan. You want it professionally done. Talk about why it's important to have your business plan done by professionals. Well, there are several reasons, and it depends on on what your goal is for your business plan. When you look at a business plan, you're looking at the short term and the long term. You want to be able to describe what your business is going to look at different stages, explain how the business is going to advance from one stage to the next. You know, the business plan is essentially the company's roadmap, and that needs to be as specific as possible. A lot of business owners just don't get specific enough because they don't have anybody asking them those specific questions. Uh, so they, they get a template or they get a questionnaire and it really just overall looks at general questions and general terms. So they don't get specific enough. You know, they don't s- 
really set the goals that are realistic and measurable that's going to help them achieve success for their business. The business plan, really the primary purpose is to identify what the business is and what it intends to do over time. Um, And that will help business owners in knowing what they need to do. Doing it professionally really helps in having an outside view of that company, having somebody objectively analyze what you're going to do and really understand that what somebody else's perception coming in is that is of the business. You know, the the big question there is every business is unique and every business owner thinks their business is unique. And they need to make sure that the business plan is tailored to their specific business. Uh, using a, a cookie cutter business plan is not going to help them at all because that's just, you know, they're just trying to trick the system into having a business plan that they can present to maybe a landlord that might pass, might not pass, uh, but it's not, they're not getting the whole benefit of having the business plan created. Speaking personally for my company, we really work with the client so that they understand all the aspects of these business, of their business. So they're not just filling out a form and we're writing a plan and the end they get the plan and the plan is, it might or might not fit in what they're doing. It's really a process, you know, the whole process that a business owner is going to go through on their own to write a business plan, we essentially what we do is we still go through that same process. So the process doesn't change. They still have to answer all those questions. They still have to think about all of those questions and aspects of their business and fi- uh, financials and their budgets and their sales goals, but they get somebody to help them along with that. So they need to make a decision whether or not they have the time themselves to spend and write this, whether they need to outsource it and have a professional business plan consultant write this, write the business plan for, for them. And really the other, with financials, for example, most business owners are not accountants or finance people in general, which is fine. You don't necessarily need to be uh, to run a successful business, but you do need to have people either on staff or on on retainer or have access to resources that can help you understand your finances and help you understand what your strategic decisions are, how they're impacting, how they're affecting your finances. And really uh, that aspect is another important one is the financial projections that we come across that are not done by professionals is they really lack a lot. They're, they end up being too simplistic uh, or unrealistic uh, because the other thing with financial projections is with a lot of tech startups and social startups, I mean, if you look at the growth of companies like Facebook and Microsoft, uh, within just a few short years, I mean, they were they created a whole new market. And that doesn't happen often, but it can happen. Uh, but the problem is that some companies project that kind of growth in a market that currently all the industry experts say is not going to grow that fast. So they're projecting a market share that's unrealistic. And when investors look at that, they understand that as well. So the business owner really needs to understand the process of creating the business plan in order to be successful at it. And most business owners, really, that's not high up on their list of things that they got to learn is how to write a business plan. A lot of times they're busy enough running their company, make sure every, you know their customers are satisfied, that the quality of their product and service is up to par, and they don't have time to 
sit through a class necessarily on how to write a business plan or pick up a book or learn everything there is to learn about how about writing a business plan. So that's where a professional company comes in with the experience of knowing how to write a business plan, knowing what they need to put in there, tailoring that plan to who the audience is. So if the audience is an investor or an SBA loan or a landlord, we can tailor that to that specific investor. And we do that We do that because we want to make sure that that audience is addressed correctly. Uh, we also do that for cost-saving reasons. A business plan that's going to be part of a, uh, going down to a lease typically not as doesn't have to have as much detail and you don't want to tell your landlord every detail and aspect of your business so you want to kind of you know give them enough that they understand what you do but you don't want to give them everything versus an investor he's going to want to know everything right so and that is going to be a big factor as well that uh, a professional consultant is going to know uh and then the last part that i want to um, kind of hit on is that it's going to save the business owner time. Overall, most business owners, as I said before, don't really have the time to sit down and go through everything, understand every single aspect of their company. Or, I mean, they understand every single aspect of their company, but they don't want to have to sit down and explain it to somebody. Uh, so a lot of times we can come in and do an analysis and really give them almost an outside objective viewing of their company of how And that helps them with the target market as well and understanding how a customer would perceive their company by looking at their website, by looking at their documents, their sales slicks, their brochures, etc. And that gives them an idea about what a third-party perspective is on their company. And most entrepreneurs, when they begin their business, they also don't have a lot of information to go on. So the research part is another big uh, important aspect of using a professional company. Uh, because a professional company has access to research houses as well. So uh, we have a lot more access into doing market research than entrepreneur or even a business owner might have uh, because that's part of our business and that's what makes our services worthwhile. And um, the last thing I wanted to really hit on was also when businesses want to bring over companies, from uh, people from other countries, or establish or people from other countries establishing businesses here in the United States, immigration a lot of times asks for business plans. And that you definitely don't want to write on your own because that has to be scrutinized by the government. Gotcha. Uh, so that's another thing. But overall, developing a business plan just helps the entrepreneur understand the business. It helps them keep from keep them from making the big mistakes, chart out a path that will help the owners make smart decisions based on the facts and ultimately just have a successful business. And you mentioned earlier, you know, time. It, it saves time. And I'm going to go, you didn't say it, but I'm going to say it. it's going to save money. You may have an investment up front, but in the long term, a business plan, a good business plan is going to save you uh, money as well in the long run. So uh, great information over the last 30 minutes, Vlad. I think your message is loud and clear. Number one, have a business plan. And number two, Get it done right. Get a professional to do that business plan. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, for folks that want to see the white paper, this is available on the website, strategicinsightsradio.com, correct? Yes. All right. Well, listen, you've been listening to uh, Vlad Ruse, CEO and owner of Sterling Rose Consulting Corps, rated the number one business plan consultants in Atlanta by Thumbtack for 2015. Do you guys have room on your shelves for all these awards you guys are getting? Congratulations on that, Vlad. Thank you. To reach Vlad Ruse or Sterling Rose Consulting Corps, you can call 470 
248-9097. That's 470-238-9097. Or email info at sterlingroseconsultingcorp.com. Strategic Insights Radio will be live the first and third Thursday of every month, and it can be downloaded from strategicinsightsradio.com. It's also available on iTunes. You can download it from iTunes anytime. Vlad, again, great information, and we'll see you next time. Thank you, Mike. All right, and this has been Strategic Insights Radio here on Business Radio X.